Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we're coming out. Dum, dum. We want the world to know that we're modern gays. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this concept of coming out, we're not coming out now. We came out many, many years ago. Many, many years ago, girl. But literally every day, someone is coming out. Yeah. And okay. why do we have to come out? Why, why aren't we letting others in? Coming in. Well, they should be coming in, but we got to come out every time. I hate it coming out. What I want to do is talk about this whole coming out experience. We'll share a lot about our personal journey, but also how do we reframe this and make it less about coming us out. coming out, asking for acknowledgement and acceptance from another. And it's about everyone coming into our lives and understanding who we are and giving ourselves the acceptance that we need to get through this amazing life. Yeah. So let's get into it. So coming out is heavy, right? It can well, be for It many can be people. heavy for some. And for some it's whatever. But it was heavy for me. How would you want your coming out to be like if you had to relive it again? Would you want to need to come out? Would you have a massive party? Would you <laughs> bring home a boy? What would you do? I think that what I would dream for like honestly. Honestly, I don't know if I would have been ready to do what I wanted to do today. So if I had 39-year-old Garrett to make those decisions mm. for, for that younger version of myself, mm. I would have definitely had a fabulous party. Okay. And it'd be like, surprise, everyone. I'm, I'm gay. gay. And then <laughs> just like confetti and music comes on and, and everyone's immediately on the dance floor and celebrating. And my parents are just standing there, what the, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> but I know that they would just, just jump into and dance it with me. Absolutely. And... I don't know I could, that would I would have never been able to make that decision back then, you yeah, know. So yeah. I don't even know what else I would have done. Uh, I think that's a great thing. Can we look forward to a day right. that instead of coming out, you're actually just like throwing a party to and celebrate ever, your queer authentic self? Yeah, it's just like I, I'm me. Right, come celebrate it. Right. What about yourself? What do you think? What would be your ideal coming out situation? That I wouldn't even need to come out. Mm. That my parents would have just like. Where's your boyfriend? Assumed, assumed that I was gay. Any kind of partner. I would have rather my parents assumed that I was gay than straight. Really? Yeah, because obviously I'm gay. But yeah, it would have been nice for them to make it easier for me. Mm. So that would have been my thing. I wouldn't have wanted a party. Shock horror. I would have just rather them. Say, maybe that's based on my experience, which yeah. we'll share with you later. But I think I would have had rather them just be like, "So where's your boyfriend?" Yeah. Coming out is so different for everyone. And I think that because we've been out for so long mm. and so many of our friends are really out and proud and celebrate their authentic selves, that we sometimes forget that someone is coming out and telling their parents or having a difficult conversation for them for the first time every day. Mm. Every day someone is having a difficult conversation. So I was reading an article the other day that said, one in six people within the Gen Z population identify as LGBTQ plus within the community. Yeah. So that's quite a high population. Imagine one in six people having to come out to everyone. That's a lot. Yeah. Every single day, these kids are still coming out and we do need to continue to share our stories mm -hmm. and be able to hear one another's experiences to know that 
we're all going through it. We and all not have... everyone's story is the same, right? It's coming not, out is yeah. so personal. I think everyone is on their own coming out journey. Like people come out at 14, 16, 20, 60, 50, right? Or never. It's or never. It's really a personal journey. My journey at mm. least was pretty easy. I think you just made it really harder lucky. for yourself. I made it a lot harder for myself. Yeah, you did. And I'll take you back. Okay. When I was a young toddler, I put on my mom's heels and would put blankets around my head, like pretending it was a weave mm -hmm. <laughs> and would whip my hair around and walk around the house just like living my best life. I was strutting. I was walking the runway. I guess I was always really quite obviously gay to right. my family. I had a team of gay people surrounding my family life to support me and love me and to help. If it was difficult for my family or my parents, they would have helped educate them and mm. lifted me up. But I really denied it for myself. And I didn't really know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. And I didn't figure that out till maybe my like late teen years. Okay. And I kept being asked by my parents, are you into boys? Are you mm. into girls? They asked you if you were into boys. Yeah. They probably had some difficult conversations with their gay friends and they probably were like asking for advice uh -huh. on how to bring it up to me and how to talk about it. You see, it's funny your, question, your parents asked you those questions because mine always asked me, like, when are you going to get a girlfriend or when are you going to date a girl? But I feel like they were asking that to see how I responded, but also maybe they knew I was gay. Right. So it was like a test. It I was like a way was of a, asking. Yeah. I felt like their inflectional, their tone was like, it wasn't like a, a genuine interest of when are you going to date a girl? It was yeah. like, are you interested in girls? But then mm. I threw my parents off because I would always be with all these girls, Pretty girls yeah. and I'd be these gorgeous girls that were like my best friend. I spent all my time with these like wonderful women and I just feel like they were confused. And especially when I had like thousands of photos of, you know, JLo right. and Mariah Carey and Christina Aguilera in bikini, but and they were just plastered all over my walls, but they didn't know that I just liked the photography and the makeup and the hair. They styling. didn't look at the Safari archives, girl. <laughs> they did not <laughs> check my web history. <laughs> Because <laughs> they would have found the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> this is back in the AOL days, like right. when the internet was like really coming together. Could you, you favorite know, porn back then? Maybe not. Uh, no, you just have to be, you didn't even know how to find it, but I found it. <laughs> Trust me. Did you feel like you were hiding something in your young years? Yeah. I definitely felt like I was always sneaking around. Yeah. I felt like. I was living a lie until mm -hmm. I came out. But while I was living that secret or of my identity or while I was figuring it out, which didn't take long to figure it out, but I had no gay role representation. Models. No. Other so, than TV or movie or shows. Right. So no one else in your family who was like older. No. Was really. No one. I had yeah. no, I had no role models. I did have gay role models and mm -hmm. It was mostly through my mom's best friend, Margie, mm -hmm. who was really like an aunt. What made you come out? Why did you feel like at the time when you did it, you did it? I dated some people. I eventually got a boyfriend. And this is like way later. This is now I'm 
20 years old and it was like my first boyfriend. It was overwhelming and it was all the feels, all the feels. He was the one that was like pretty out and proud and loving his life and had wonderful friends and family around him. But he was like, you need to tell your parents Mm. like who you are. Or I'm not going to be with you. And it, you know, fair, fair enough. Fair to him. Yeah, fair play. Fair enough. And I'm glad he said those th- those things to me. And I eventually told them, but how I told them was pretty ridiculous. Okay, so spill. Okay, so they lived in Palm Springs at the time. I was living in Los Angeles. I get there on Friday night, and I just hang out with my family. I don't say anything. <laughs> Saturday comes around, and we're having a nice time. I hang out with my grandma. <laughs> I hang out with my brother. Nothing else happens. And I'm like, okay, good night. Now it's Sunday. You waited the whole weekend. Of course I did. Babe. I procrastinated this oh my one. God. So this entire weekend, I'm like killing myself, like gnawing away at my anxiety. You'd have a headache by this point. And then I get to Sunday and we had literally the whole day and dinner and now my parents are watching a movie and my parents are like, don't you have to go back to LA? Like, why are you still here? Like, why oh are you still gosh. lingering around here? And I was like, Oh, um, I'm just hanging out with you guys anyway. So then I watched the entire movie. It's now nine o'clock at night. They're like, are you staying tonight? Or are you coming like going back? I was like, no, no I'm going to go back. I'm going back. I'll just have some coffee. It's fine. Anyway, I couldn't work up the courage. So I get in the car and I leave. Oh no. And I'm driving back to Los Angeles. My parents were in like this small little gated community and I get to the gate and I can't even get, I I can't even open the gate. I got to turn around. I'm like, I'm going to tell them I can't leave this place without telling them. I come back and I walk in the door and they're like, Oh, what are you doing back? And I'm like, Oh, I, I, uh, I forgot something. So I like awkwardly like ruffle through some drawers and I grab something and I'm like, okay, Okay, bye. <laughs> so I leave again. I get back in the car. I've now left the property. I've drove through the gate. I'm like on the freeway going home. Oh, no. Having this battle within myself. And I just, I turn around. I'm like, no, okay, I'm going to go tell them. 35 minutes later, it's now 10 o'clock. My parents are getting ready for bed almost. And I'm back and I'm, they're like, what the hell is going on with you? Sit down and let's have a discussion because you're acting really weird. And I talk really slowly and really dramatically. And eventually I'm just like, I'm gay. I have a boyfriend and I'm gay. <laughs> my dad goes, I know. Oh my God. The and relief I, you would have felt. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know. They were like, I, they're like, yeah, we knew you were, we're just waiting for you to tell us. Like mm. we knew that basically. So lucky. I was like, oh my gosh. And then to really go into the specifics, like my dad was instantly really, really, really accepting, really Mm. loving. I could see some joy in his face and happiness in his face because he knew like I was finally... Going to meet me and get married and move to Australia? (laughs) No, they didn't know that yet. (laughs) That they weren't so happy about in the beginning, but... Yeah, he basically was just like really proud. I felt like a proud sense from him. That's really nice. And very loving, very welcoming. And my mom, she had all the questions, Mm -hmm. even though she was so loving and so welcoming and so accepting. I think instantly she felt a bit scared for me. Mm -hmm. And I felt that. But 
anyway, we had a pretty short chat after that. They told them about my boyfriend at the time and they were like, okay, great. Like, we love you. How incredible to have such an experience and anyone that has an experience like that. Mm. So, so, so grateful. But I think, yes, absolutely. It was lucky, but look how much pressure you put on yourself. So much. You waited three days. You left twice to come back to amp up the courage to tell your parents. Oh yeah. That's, this is the mental agony that we put ourselves mental through. Mental agony I put myself through yeah. in that moment. Yeah. It's, I can live you through put it. Yourself I through think about it trauma. and I'm sweating. I'm trauma. I'm sweating right now thinking yeah. about it. It's a lot. Well, yeah, your coming out story was a walk in the park compared to mine, really. Mm. I think my mom was at gymnastics with my sister and me and my dad had every Wednesday night together at home. So we'd always go out for dinner and all week, similar story. I said to myself that I was going to make the commitment to tell my dad on the Wednesday night when we went out for dinner and I stupid me. And you wanted to talk to your dad first. Yeah. I don't know why. why. Oh, I just thought me and my dad have, and we still do me and my dad always have had a good relationship. Same as my mom, but I just felt, I don't know. It was like a man to man thing. It was really stupid. So me and my dad were in his truck and we were driving to hungry Jack's Burger King to go get dinner. Yeah. And we were driving there and then, you know, I was telling him, you'll always love me no matter what. I was trying to like soften, soften the blow, right? Mm. Soften the tone. Mm. And he was always like, of course. And then I could tell I got him worried to the point where he was like, what's wrong? And I said to him, I'm gay. Well, I actually didn't say I'm gay. I said, I like men. Okay. So are you in the drive through of Hungry Jack? No, no, we're driving. He's driving. My dad is driving. Do you have the burgers or you don't have the burgers? We didn't have any burgers yet. Okay. We like li- literally just left the house. Okay. And I just said to him, I like men. And he literally was like freaked out, paused and was like, okay. Asked 101 different questions. Like it was very sad energy. And the entire rest of the dinner was awkward. I just felt like an entire disappointment. I felt like I let my dad down. Oh. And then he asked all the uncomfortable, awkward questions like, how do you know? Have you had sex? Rah, rah, rah. And I was like, obviously telling him my entire situation. And then he was like, we're going to have to talk about this with your mom when she gets home. I think later that night, he told my mom, my sister went upstairs to bed. And then... You weren't in the room when he told her. I don't think I was. I think he, he was outside in the garage and my mom was in the garage with him having a smoke. Mm. And I just remember my mom coming in, looking at me furious, like furious, like the eyes could have killed me. I don't know if it was like, a, sh- you should have told me first because I would have helped you help blow off the steam from your dad and diffuse the situation. I don't know what it was, but it was like a look that I've never gotten before. Anyway, then I think my dad had also more time to marinate on it and he was not accepting. Literally almost got kicked out of my house that night. Bags were packed. My mom was also threatening me. If you leave this house, you're never coming back. That's it. It was literally that. Which is wild to me because yeah. your parents are incredible. Correct. Incredible people. And I never had, ex- so I, loving. I never thought they would have reacted that way. And so accepting of me. So accepting. Like, they fucking like, love you more than me. No, they don't. <laughs> but like maybe the same, yeah. but like it feels the same. Like yeah. I feel like a, like a part of the family. Correct. The second I met them. Correct. It's wild that it's gone from that, from to, that to that to this, but it just, if anything, that's really beautiful that it can. Yeah. It fully turned around, right? Like they were at our wedding day and they're like yeah. fully invested in our lives now but it wasn't 
yeah, coming out for me was very tough. And so was, you didn't get kicked out, but you almost did. I didn't did. get kicked out. I didn't speak to my parents for like maybe three months, two months, wow. especially my dad. In these moments, like when mm. parents have an idea of what the life of their children will be like, mm. and some have really ironclad, very specific, envisioned kind of life mm. boxes set up for their offspring. And when you don't, hit that mark Mold, or you're not yeah. heading towards that direction anymore and it's completely shattered, mm. it can be quite overwhelming and lead parents to behavior that maybe isn't necessarily correct. And I mean, look, this isn't a parenting hack one on one by any means, but I think this is why I personally have such a strong inclusive point of view for our friends. And when I hear our friends talking about their children that they're having today and like even people on the street, how they like talk to their children or, ah, oh, this is this kid's so-and-so's boyfriend or girlfriend. And I, it Bothers triggers you. me yeah, and it shouldn't, but it only triggers me. And I know why it triggers me. It's because coming out for me was so hard and my inner child wants to help other children right. have a easier life, to have the space to live their life and not have any trauma because it doesn't need to be like that heavy. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, it needs to be about coming in and validating your own sexuality and identity. Right. We had very much coming out experiences in that we felt so much pressure to seek the validation of others. Think our parents, yeah. the people that are, who have guided us in our life up to that point. And we really, really needed them to love us, mm. right? And they really, we desperately needed that. And the idea that we didn't necessarily have an obvious inclination that they would continue to love us, mm. it's sad. It's sad. And it's not necessarily like the bad behavior on our parents' side. It's more society in general. It's the experiences that we see with our friends and the school that we go to and not having the mentors that most people would have like in the, in their adolescence that they look up to, to show them that all different types of love is beautiful Correct. and should be celebrated. Absolutely. And the thing is like when you come out, it's actually about the person coming out. It's not about who you're sharing it with. Mm. And I think for me, I felt like I shared this news about me and it, it fully got turned. The yeah. whole narrative got turned about how our family was going to be perceived and how my parents were going to be perceived to their friends and everyone was going to talk and like right. all this kind of drama. Like I, I felt like I was a drama. Yeah, I am mean, a drama, the drama girl. Like, come on. I actually, my mom asked me like shortly after my coming out experience, she asked me like, can I tell people? Oh, can I tell our friends and our family and what kind of conversation should I have? See, that's nice. And at the time I took it as, do you feel comfortable? Hmm. Do you want me to? Hmm. And I actually didn't want the burden to be on me. So I was, I was like, yes, tell everyone, tell anyone. I don't, I'd rather hmm. my mom tell other people right. than me at the time. Same. Looking back at that, really super appreciative because they continued to have conversations with me and they continued to ask questions and make me feel comfortable. That's beautiful that your mom asked those questions. You think about a full circle moment of sharing that to then 
we got married and my mum was so proud of us on like our wedding day and she's telling everyone about us. And she had the most beautiful speech. Yeah, wedding. like it's nice to like- And your dad. And my dad, yeah, of course. To see that full circle moment of that h- hardship of coming out to- Yeah. Being at our wedding day and like telling everyone how proud they are of- It's just beautiful because yeah. even if other people are going through a difficult experience with their parents or with their partner's parents where they're not getting the acceptance or they're getting a really difficult and hard to accept reaction after telling their truth and sharing their love and it, it can still- turn around and it can take time. It just takes Takes time. time. Mm. It's so therapeutic to think back Mm. and to process how it went down and to be reflective on where you're at today. Mm. And we don't really think about our coming out stories anymore and we don't share them very often. Normally we're like meeting new people and you're just like, Oh, what do you do for work? And what's going on in the world? And you're talking about other parts of your life, but it takes a very long time to build up the trust and to get to a point of a place where you're like, Oh, let's share our coming out story. But I think people people also just think a lot of people have an easy or non-difficult coming out story. People probably even think we didn't need to come out sometimes. Or they don't think about it because a lot of our friends haven't had to have this experience right. because they're straight or cisgender people that Correct. they just didn't really need to have these types of difficult yeah. conversations. Exactly. So many people need to hear these stories. Yes. Everyone needs to hear these stories. Mm-hmm. And sharing your story is so important just for your own health and mental wellness mm. or you're really thinking about processing where you are in life today and the struggles and Mm. the achievements that you've had as a human being. So reframing the concept of coming out to coming in and why that's important. I would say based on my own personal experience that not needing to seek that external validation and having that personal acceptance would have allowed me to live my authentic truth a lot quicker and a lot more freer. And even today, I still think about certain situations showcasing my love because what will other people think? Should I post this on social media? Should we do this? Should I do that? It just, it puts that cloud of doubt and that sense of fear or this sense of social acceptance still in the back of me that if I had a better coming out story, maybe I wouldn't need to feel like I live my life in fear or hide who I am. If I would have heard of the concept of coming in rather than coming out, I would have built way more confidence and much more awareness to Mm -hmm. who I was. And I would have felt a lot prouder Mm -hmm. of who I was and who I am. And I would have had less shits given. Let's just give it to be expressive, even to my parents. Yes, it would have still probably been a difficult experience, but since I think that if I would have come into the to that conversation and just really had a confident expression with this is who I am, this is my experience, this is who I love. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited mm-hmm. to share this information with, with you. you. Who wouldn't be excited to learn about something new that you don't know about? Yeah, because it's, it's a whole new 
life. When people have kids, everyone's always, oh, I'm so wrapped up in their world. I love them so much. I never thought I could love anything so much. Correct. And, and it's, yeah, because you allowed yourself to be open to going into their world and being a letting, part yeah, of it. Con, con, yeah, you're, they, if you think about these kids, they're constantly letting you into their world Correct. and you're allowing yourself to come into that that sense of play mm-hmm. and sense of discovery. Imagination, and creativity, imagination, everything. And that shouldn't stop. Mm. As your child gets older, th- you should be continuously looking into their world with wonder and yeah. joy and happiness. Somewhere you lose a bit of that. You lose, yeah. You lose the connection to your inner child. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like if I saw other people or if I heard a conversation or if I was aware that this could be looked at differently, then I would have acted differently. Yeah. And even if this concept of coming out right. or coming in was like a quinceanera, it was like a, a sweet what? Si- quinceanera. A quinceanera? It's a quinceanera. It's like What's a quinceanera? A quinceanera is when <laughs> like a young girl turns 15 oh. in Hispanic cultures, right? Oh. Or like a sweet 16 for a most sweet people, 16. right? Or you have like these oh, you went dance for his parties. Spirit. You went for Hispanic on me for a second. Well, I'm from Los Angeles. Quinceanera, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's where I grew up. That's why there's lots of quinceaneras. Anyway, there's just, there's just like all these moments in <laughs> an early... You kids' know, life. Kids' life, or it's like in late adolescence where people are just being like celebrated. <laughs> can I can I share something funny? Like there's all these gender reveals, right? What if there was like a sexuality reveal where it's like there's a sexuality party and you pop the balloon and it's like i'm gay fabulous (laughs) could you imagine it's a celebration of you coming out this next generation is going to do do it differently i think the next generation are pretty confident in who they are and there'll be a lot of coming in rather than coming out which i fully respect and that's how it should be it should be and i think that the idea of this coming in versus coming out yes it's the same thing but you you own the story. You yes. own the narrative. The idea of this coming in, it's a celebration of our identity, right? It's Absolutely. about owning your own narrative, recognizing that your own existence is valid, regardless of what other people think. Can I get an amen? Amen for that, girl. I think what supports coming in mm-hmm. is being authentically you. Yes. Being expressive sharing your experience, sharing your story. And for us, for the older generation that has already been through it, that's gone through the difficult coming out, right? Experience. We know how it feels. We know how it continues to affect us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people can never find reconciliation or balance or closure from their experience because it could have, it could be horrible. Mm -hmm. Right. So what we have to do and our responsibility as an older generation within the LGBTQ plus community is to share our experience Mm -hmm. and to share it with everyone that we can. Absolutely. And also not just the negative, but more about the thinking, the critical thinking, the thought process about how could it have been different? How could it have 
led to different types of outcomes Mm -hmm. that I would have felt or we would have all felt much more joy and happiness and and wonder. That general conversation will help society at large. I love that. If we're all doing it. Mm -hmm. Rather than being like, chapter closed, that was a part of the history. I'm a totally different person now. I'm grown. Right. And never talking about it again. Thinking back to our own coming out stories and flipping them into coming in stories, we're sharing them now. And looking at how it could have gone different, I think that I'm really lucky to have had a pretty easy accepting experience with my parents and you had quite a difficult mm-hmm. first engagement with them. Yep. But it's transitioned in such, into such a beautiful place today. Absolutely. And that's come from a lot of growth, a lot of conversations, a lot of communication. And a lot of patience. And a lot of patience. So thank you for joining us this week as we talked about our own personal journey. So remember, coming in is about celebrating your authentic self. It's about inviting others to see the real you without filters or pretense. Yes, agree. And to all our listeners, know that you are seen and validated and you're always loved. So thank you for joining us on this episode of Modern Gaze. Until next time, stay true, stay you, and keep inviting the world in. Yes, queen. Work. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Modern Gaze. We hope you're enjoying our podcast so far. Make sure that you follow, turn on alerts, and even turn on auto downloads so that you get our episodes first. Our episodes come out every Tuesday and they stream anywhere podcasts play. 